strap on your cleats and buckle up for a wild ride around the diamond of deception. Welcome to the 643 Conspiracy, where we swing for the truth. And knock conspiracy theories out of the park. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back for another episode on the 643 Conspiracy Podcast. I'm your host, Hank, and unfortunately, I'm going to be flying solo tonight. My co-host, Drew's, had laryngitis over the last couple of days, and the potato that he uses for a router, he needed to cook in a stew for, you know, for a stew for his throat. And so, so uh, he had to sacrifice internet for food. And we, we feel real bad for you, Drew. We really do, Detective Douche. Anywho, before we jump into our talk tonight, I want to tell you fine folks about Nico and his family over there at Pure Pet Wellness, where you can find the finest line of CBD products for your cat or your dog or yourself, although they don't uh, market it for human purposes. It is it is human grade, all organic, natural pro- uh, ingredients for their products. I'm a custom re- repeat customer at that. I, personally stand for it it clears up my dogs and my cat skin irritations if they get any cuts or scrapes the paw balm for their dry and cracked uh paws a couple of uses in a row and i swear it's like they completely transform go to purepetwellness.com enter promo code 643 at checkout and you're going to get 20 percent off your order and then when you get done checking out from there you can go to dangerousworldpodcast.com and Get some conspiracy themed soap that is better than Dr. Squatch. This stuff smells amazing. Once again, it's going to be natural ingredients, all organic, sourced from in America. And you're not going to find a better deal for your buck. The four pack is, is where it's at. You're going to save money, uh, or you could buy it per bar. So go check them out. But anyway, what we've got going on tonight is going to be kind of a two-part episode in in a in a sense um last at the time of recording i'm recording this on a wednesday night so last weekend uh me chef kyle from the sunday night secret society podcast and my co-host for the holistic roots podcast and his buddy and my new friend Anthony Mason from the Instagram page smoking conspiracies. We ended up having a chat and we, we kind of went all over the place. Uh, we started on the Israel topic and ended up going down a, a, a pretty, pretty deep uh, religious hole, but That was probably going to be the last that I speak about Israel on on the show, unless something just happens that's that's unignorable. I would, however, like to bring your attention to the latest episode on Operation Red Pill. Uh, Jason and Christopher are amazing at what they do. I I feel like compared to you know if i'm i'm comparing my show to theirs like i don't i don't hold a bucket in the in, in, a, in a, a drop of water in a bucket of you know i'm they are so thorough with their 
with their research and how their presentation is. It's just flawless. Episode 83, uh, titled Israel, One Nation Under Rimfam, is their latest episode. And it's a little lengthy. It's about a little over three hours long. But I promise you, if you have any question about what's going on right now, that's a very good place to start. Uh, Ron from New England and Buckley over there at the Wicked Planet podcast have done a beautiful job talking about it as well. Uh, Ron is very knowledgeable in um, a lot of the things that are now relevant. And as for myself, I'm not. I know I know vaguely about the stuff they talk in detail about in depth. So I'm not going to spend much time over it anymore. Uh, there, there's really no point in me going on about it. It's it's the same old song and dance people. But that's not why I'm here right now. I wanted to talk about this wild last week and a half we've had in the sports world. I mean, it's just been pure insanity at every turn, no matter what sport you're watching, whether it be the, the MLB postseason or – you're watching college football or you're watching uh, college basketball for the women's already going, whether you're watching uh, the preseason of basketball. I mean, there's just insanity left and right. Oh, not to forget the crazy, no fun league that we all love so dearly. The giant beauty and pageant show that they have going on. But I want to start with the college football world. I know a lot of people prefer college football over the NFL. I, I've been one of those people most of my life. Here lately, I, I I pull for the Philadelphia Eagles just about as hard as I pull for my Razorbacks. But um, college football to me is on a whole nother level. Like, I wish I, – I mean, I understand the player safety and stuff, but you used to just see some of the most incredible plays and hits in the college football, and those days are gone. But there were some wild games, and I watched a few of them. The first one I want to note is going to be about my Arkansas Razorbacks. We went on the road to number uh, – at the time they were 12th, Alabama. We went into Bryant-Denny Stadium, and we came out, and then the, at the end of the first quarter, it was 6 nothing Arkansas off of two field goals, and I was happy. But I knew that field goals don't beat Alabama, especially in Tuscaloosa. And then Arkansas pulled a typical Arkansas move and forgot how to play football on both sides of the ball for the next quarter and a half. It wasn't until about halfway through the third quarter that they finally clicked again and – ended up making a, a hell of a comeback, 15 points to get within three. It was a 21-24 game, and Arkansas just couldn't get it done. Typical Arkansas fashion, but it was a great game. If you look at the final stats, it it, it you'll, you would never know that for a quarter and a half it looked like any other game that Alabama's played against Arkansas where we don't have a chance. But it wasn't. It was. It ended up being a really good game. Uh, I think a lot of momentum that we built in the second half, end of the second half, is going to carry over into this next run of five games Arkansas has, starting with uh, Mississippi State at home, which the Hogs will play at home for the first time in four weeks. And then we end up having to go to Gainesville and play the Gators in a couple of weeks. I'm not sure if we could pull that one out, but – all the other games, well, 
maybe Missouri. Missouri is always tough. Even when Missouri has no business beating Arkansas, they usually beat us. But Arkansas has got a chance to, you know, go five and zero over the next five five games and and make a bowl game at seven and five. I wouldn't be mad because they probably end up playing the Liberty Bowl in Memphis again, which I live just across the river from, and that would probably give me an opportunity to go see my boys again, which I would take full advantage of. But enough about the losing Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, another game that I watched was the eighth-ranked Oregon Ducks and the seventh-ranked Washington Huskies. This game was insane. This game was just about everything you could want from a college football game. It was uh, big hits on defense. It was big plays on offense. It was very exciting, and it ended up being a uh, – 36 to 33 Washington win over Oregon, but it's how that game ended that really to me started. And I didn't know it at the time, but by the end of Sunday, I was just so convinced that somebody in Vegas or somewhere has got their hands directly involved so blatantly this year because Oregon had a chip in walk off field goal. Right there as time was expiring. And they blew it. They missed it. And and like I said, at the time, I didn't understand. But when we get to talking about the NFL in just a minute, I, it'll all come clear. Um, the really, you know, Notre Dame beating USC – to me wasn't a shock or an upset, even though the record and the and the rankings would have suggested it was because USC has no defense. <laughs> and you're not gonna play a good, well balanced team like like Notre Dame, who with their quarterback can put up 48 points on you if you Caleb Williams threw three interceptions in a game for first time in his career and that's what happens when you play teams that actually have defenses. Uh, Pitt Panthers ended up upsetting number 14, Louisville. But other than that, unranked Missouri beat 24, the 24th ranked Kentucky Wildcats. That, that was to be expected. Missouri is a pretty decent team this year. Oh, and a, Breaking breaking news, uh, the top of the third in Houston is up three nothing. I was just right before I hit the record button watching the watching the game, and there was uh, zero to zero. But they had runners on first and second, so somebody somebody after Kyle Tucker in the batting lineup just hit a home run. It looks like so. Let's go Houston, make it a series. I'm not ready for that series to finish anytime soon. I'm rooting for as many games as baseball possible. But since I talked on baseball, let's go over here and talk about some of the wild things that's going on, not related to the playoffs necessarily, because if by now you don't know that it's only four teams left, and that would be the Astros and the Texas Rangers playing for the AL championship, and then the Philadelphia Phillies and the Arizona Diamondbacks playing for the NL championship then you're living under a rock. You're not listening to the 643 Conspiracy Podcast because that's all we've been doing lately is talking, you know, some sports. And I love it. I love it. I want to see as much baseball as we can get. But I would like to start with in the in the land down under 
where my where my co-host drew close to his heart the miami marlins and and their uh their manager or not manager but their general manager kim ing who made history as being the first woman to really uh, become a general manager in the league and they're they're separating now they're gonna go their separate ways uh buster only has an espn article and the headlines is why not even a playoff run could change the miami marlins mind about kim Ng. and i honestly don't think that I, I don't I don't know. I think they're still missing some players and, and losing Sandy Alcantara for, for the majority of the last half of the season really just hurt them. But I didn't think the Marlins were in a bad shape. But I just think that uh that's it's interesting. I don't really see her landing another gig, to be honest. I don't know any other teams that would I don't know. I might take her over John Mosaic in St. Louis, to be honest with you. I'm not too impressed with that man right now. I wish he would get fired. But um the the really the only news in the baseball world outside of you know her getting fired would have to be not postseason related, would have to be that that the St. Louis Cardinals, my my uh, a team next to my own heart have openly had negotiations with former future Cardinal Hall of Famer and future first ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion, catcher for the organization, Yadier Molina, as a potential bench coach. And I could not be more thrilled. I do not like the Cardinals manager, manager, uh, Ali Marmol, I don't think he's cut out for the role, at least not in St. Louis. Bring Yachty back. Yachty was the glue that held that whole pitching staff together. And after this season, it's clear that we need pitching. I mean, we it, we we need at least three starting pitchers to going into this next season. That's almost unheard of for most teams that are con- going to be expected to be in contention it's going to be an interesting offseason i really am pulling for yachty returning to st louis as a um a backup to ollie marmel because if the, the club isn't heading in the right direction by trade the trade deadline next season and and yachty is on payroll as a coach which let's not forget that ollie marmel is on the last year of his contract the Cardinals need to fire and make Yachty the manager and let the let the chips fall where they may. We all know that Yachty is respected, widely loved in this, you know, around the organization of the Cardinals. I think it's a no-brainer. I think it's a no-brainer. Talking a little bit of National Football League right quick. Going back last week, which was week six of the NFL season. The biggest headlines is that going into week six, there were two undefeated teams, and that would have been the 5 and 0 49ers and the 5 and 0 Philadelphia Eagles. Leaving week six, there are no undefeated teams in the NFL. The Cleveland Browns, on the backs of their third string quarterback, former uh, AFL guy made it out of college was was a was a good recruit 
never got drafted in the league, ended up getting getting a chance to play in one of the uh, – it was XFL, AFL revamps over the last few years. Finally made it into the league, and he's the Browns' third-string quarterback, and he led them to a shocking defeat of the previously undefeated and top-of-the-mountain-ranked San Francisco 49ers. And you remember that field goal I was telling you about I watched Oregon miss? This is where things started to get real fishy because the 49ers milked the clock down right there to the end of the game, got down. It was a 27-yard field goal. And dude misses it to the right. I mean – the extra point attempts in the NFL are now longer than this field goal was. And he shanked it. And so I was just like, hey, that's some shit. Vegas is really wild now here. They just don't care. They really don't care that we know that this is scripted and then that 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 the Vegas money has more influence on the game than anything else. Because the NFL will always first and foremost be a a, a mob related entity. Blew my mind. Blew my mind watching the Browns win that game. As for the Eagles, Draylon Hurts threw three interceptions, four interceptions. He this this and I love my Eagles, but he looks nothing like the Jalen Hurts from last year that was MVP material. The Jets had had previously gone 0 and 12 all time against the Eagles, had never won. Well, that changed. 20 to 14, Eagles couldn't get it done in MetLife Stadium. Horrible, horrible weekend for me with the uh Razorbacks and the Eagles losing. I just can't catch a break, you know. But there's a lot of football left. The Eagles are 5 and 1, still second in the league. There's a long season ahead of them, and they can only get better. Uh, I don't see anybody outside of Kansas City even being a potential threat other than Miami. And maybe Buffalo for the AFC. And it's going to come down to the 49ers or the Eagles for the NFC. It's going to be a good Super Bowl no matter what. I wouldn't be mad if it was a, a straight up rematch of the Kelsey Bowl. But that's a, a little round the horn in the sports world right now. I am looking forward to watching the rest of this Houston game. I really need Houston to win this game. I want them to beat Texas. If nothing else from my boy Ryan, we love you, my brother. Um, Philadelphia and Arizona will play game three in uh, Arizona starting tomorrow night. Philly holds a 2-0 lead after just making making the Diamondbacks look silly in Philly the last two nights. Love to see it. Um, I don't think Arizona has anything for Philadelphia. Arizona starting a rookie pitcher 
in game three. While if my – I don't know if Philly's projected their starter yet. My bet would be Taiwan Walker. Shout out to my boy Chef. That's his uh, old classmate. Taiwan Walker would be my go-to for game three. But I don't think that game's going to go further than the fourth round. I think Philly's going to go take two more games in Arizona, and that's going to be that. I don't know, though. Arizona might could go home, and their offense being in the friendly confines of their stadium, they might find some home field advantage, and we might be coming back to Philadelphia for game five. Or actually, game five will be played in Arizona, I believe. But, you know, we might be meeting up for game five and then a, a, a game six to to seal it all. I think, I think depending on what happens tonight, Scherzer came back for the first time since September 12th to to start this game for the Texas Rangers. He's he's looked decent. I know it's three to nothing, but Scherzer's looked decent in his return. I'm looking forward to really watching him over the next couple of innings if he's still in the game by the time I get done recording this. If the Houston Astros win tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to call it. They're going to end up winning that series. If Texas comes back and win tonight and takes a 3-0 lead, I don't I don't think Houston's gonna do it. I know that's easy to say, but I it because if you're down 3-0, you have to win four games in a row. And I just don't it's hard for any team to do in the postseason. But that's my little round the horn in the sports world. Um like I said, what y'all are about to be listening to in just a short moment will be uh me, Chef, and Anthony talking a myriad of things starting with the israel discussions i appreciate all of y'all love all of y'all and uh yes we'll catch y'all next time green up front and me and my brother were in the back and um i remember overhearing it and i'm like oh fuck dude when it hits midnight bro we're toast (laughs) and then everyone's sitting around just kind of waiting around like what's gonna happen what's gonna happen and of course we go to sleep wake up and Everything is fine. Right. I remember I was uh, glued to the TV watching the, you know, they always broadcast the uh, balls balls dropping from New York. And uh, hell, I was nine, ten. And that just had couldn't go to sleep until after midnight. Had to make sure the world wasn't going to stop started. It, well, as the saying goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Bro, uh, I was six years old, dude. I just went to sleep probably like 8 o'clock. I, fucking, I didn't even care, man. I didn't even think about it, I don't think. Well, I think we're all about the same age, right? I'm 33. I'm, Hank's I'm 28. Oh, shit. Okay. So then that so then that means yeah, he, I was... You're, he's, okay. my, he's my brother's age. Right, my, my little brothers are 28. Look, I thought for some reason I thought you were older, but that's dope, dude. And you're already yeah. in the union, dude? That's what's up. Yeah, bro, I'm fucking, dude, I've been applying for the union for like the last two years, dog. And then they fucking called me last Monday. They're like, can you start this week? I was like, you bet your fucking sweet ass I can. So, yeah, dude, I'm fucking installing glass in uh, on the VA hospital down in San Diego in La Jolla. That's oh, awesome, damn. man. Yeah, That's a man. mission. I'm not, oh, dude. A, I'm not in a union, but I do welding work. Uh, oh, that's what's up, bro. Yeah, I go and I, I'm probably... 
I mean, because there's a big, big steel mill getting built, and I could go get, I could go make some real money if I wanted to to go put up with that life. But I mean, I'm not, I'm surviving where I'm at, but I, I enjoy what I do. We make like duck pits and water control structures for duck hunters and stuff like that. Oh, cool! So you work like in the shop, like in the fab? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. What's we up too. we take like sheet sheets of metal and cut it down and bend it and weld it all together and all that good stuff but oh that's what's up dude nothing like nothing like any kind of like pipe pipe welding or anything like that like i'm just yeah. using a wire gun oh you doing flux core no not flux core just solid wire oh okay cool <laughs> yeah me and my brother we're doing fucking stick welding and flux core right now dude just yeah. fucking practice around just fucking throwing beads on it yeah, that's that's, that's real cool. welding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I, I really don't consider myself to be a, a welder. Like I weld for a living, but it's not like what I do in that shop would not get me a job anywhere else. <laughs> oh. Hey, if it's paying the bills, dude. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yep. So I what what, burgers, what, was, what what would you say your biggest draw to the to the union is? Oh, pension benefits, dude. Um you're always taking care of bro. They'll always get you a job. I mean, as long as you work hard, dude, you'll always have a job. And like, there's a ton of great benefits that come with it. So like, for example, for my union hall, they'll give us, so if we put in like a few, I think it's like 50 cents every paycheck and it's called for vacation. And then two months or two times out of the year. So once in December, then once in the summertime, like June or July, you get a check and they give you like 1200, 1500 bucks. And it's like your vacation. But then you still get vacation days. You get, you know, no matter how many kids you have, your insurance never goes up. So you can have like fucking 14 kids and it'll still be the same. Like you're just covered, bro. There's killing it's just, the child, child <laughs> tax credit. <laughs> yeah, dog. So but seriously, dude, it's worth it, man. You're always oh, gonna be taken awesome. care of. See, we don't I I'm over here in Arkansas out in the country. We don't really yeah. have like I don't have any exposure to the union if I was working at like the steel mill or it and because we're a big the county i i live in is that's what like we got nothing but farm farm fields and Mm -hmm. like six or seven steel manufacturing processing plants like that's we got steel mills everywhere we're right on the mississippi river and i'm sure if i was working at one of them steel mills i would be exposed to the union but i've never had any interaction with it myself i just i find it you know interesting because especially in the conspiratorial world you throw out the word union and most folks go think of jimmy hoffa and yeah you know all all of that and i'm just some bumbling idiot that's like man what what you know could i really be better off with the union or not because you hear you know you hear about all these unions going on strike and all the controversy that surrounds it and how there's a lot of people that are against the unions and a lot of people that are for unions. And so it's just a foreign, uh, you know, it's just not, not anything I'm familiar with. I'm interested in it though. Dude, I would definitely, if you have a local union relatively close to you, I'd look into applying bro. Cause it's worth it, dude. You get and take, you'll, you'll get taken care of, but the whole Jimmy Hoffa thing, that shit's real, bro. There's a whole bunch of shady shit that does happen within the union <laughs> and the higher ups. But at the end of the day, we're all taken care of. Like, it, it's we're definitely worth looking into, bro. That's what's up. I'll I'll give it a gander. But uh, 
it's come to my knowledge, Mr. Anthony, that you have a particular, particularly unique source, one could say, as to certain current going ons in the world. Uh, why don't you why don't you elaborate more about what we're going to talk about tonight? Yeah, man. So basically with all this whole Israeli Palestine shit going on, I was just like, okay, I, I kind of like was pushing it off for the for like the past week. Like, I don't give a fuck listening to what my coworkers are saying. And most of them were like, did you hear about it? I can't believe they're doing this to the Holy Land, just blowing it up, killing it, all these innocent people, you know, cutting these babies heads off. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, yeah, you're, yeah, you know, and I'm just like, cause they're all fucking sheeple. I'm like, yeah, yeah, man, that's fucking wild. But, um, not really listen, but just listening to them. And then my buddy, he has, that I grew up with childhood buddy. He's got family out in Palestine. Like I've met them when I was in like seventh grade, when they came out and visited. So like, and they were the sweetest, coolest people like his nephew or no, I think it was his cousin. He was seven years old and because of a bomb lost half his hand at seven years old, dude. And they're just like this is my buddy's family like it's it's so crazy to me so when people are, are like oh people are dying out there like i knew people like they're they're genuinely just like you and i like there was no difference other than the language barrier and maybe their religion because they're they're muslims but anyways so i asked him and mind you my buddy right now he's a naval officer and i asked him I'm like yo what the fuck do you think is going on and i, I screenshot I'll, I'll just tell you guys he goes man it's a shit show out there What's been happening now has been happening since 1948, when the Jews moved into Palestine after World War II. Nobody wanted to take them in, uh, take them in. Israelis are doing exactly what Hitler did to them, to the Palestinians. The whole world has sided and been on the side of, the Isra of Israel, and it's never made sense. And he goes, imagine you invite a homeless person into your home, take them in, feed them, take care of them, put a roof over their heads. Then the next thing you know, they invite their people over, take over your home, kick you out of it from it or yeah, kick you out of your home. And that's exactly what's been happening for the last 75 years. Israel has like the fifth most powerful military in the world while Palestine has none. And then he goes, where is he? Sorry. Cause this, I'm looking at my screenshots. Um, uh, yeah. While the Palestine has no military, they try to justify their attacks on civilians by blaming uh, Hamas as terrorist group when they're, really wanting to rid the area of Palestinians and the Hamas attacks they're attacking Israeli military compounds but when Israel attacks they're killing innocent people so I was just like fuck dude and he's there's a whole lot more but dude it's just crazy man and people are just listening to the media when it's like okay we all knew the media was lying about COVID and the Ukraine bullshit and then giving billions of dollars to Ukraine but they're not giving a fuck about Hawaii. It's just like, what the fuck's going on in Miami, bruh? I don't know, dude. It's just fucking ass backward clown world we're living in right now. Sorry for the rant. <laughs> no, you're completely fine. Um, So, <clears throat> Kyle, you know that I listen to a lot of Dan Bongino. I also mm -hmm. listen to a lot oh, of yeah. uh, Ben Shapiro, who, as his last name suggests, just so happens to be Jewish. And his sister's and, got a sweet pair of sweater puppies. <laughs> he um he's been offering a point of view that I consider to be unique in the whole talking head media space because he actually has skin in the game on this one. If anybody from 
the world of podcasting that, you know, could be considered in the Western world has a voice, probably the Jewish guy, you know what I'm saying? So he's been saying that pre 1947, 48, when the, when Israel was created, the Jewish people had communities in all of these Muslim nations, Iraq, Iran, Jordan, Syria, uh, Libya, Egypt, and Palestine, because Israel was carved out of what was considered Palestine, or I mean, what not considered, but what was actually Palestine. But ever since, I think, the CIA went over there and started stirring up shit. You have seen the populations of Jews in the, in that area completely go to um, almost definite zero. The only place a Jew has to safely live. And, and that's air quotes on that safely in the middle East was Israel who still housed 20% of its total population as Muslims. Shapiro goes, goes on saying that they begged other nations, governments, entities to take over Gaza, which is right now the hotbed of all this, the Gaza Strip. And they wouldn't do it. So for like 60, you know, 50, 60 years, Israel oversaw a completely Muslim population in Gaza, provided for them, overtook, you know, was their overseers and, you know, their caretakers and whatnot. And then they were finally sick of it because they were constantly getting attacked from the same people. And they finally just said enough is enough. They gave control of Gaza to Hamas. And for the last 20 years, Gaza has been the sole responsibility of Hamas. They were the governing body. They were the people in control there, not Israel. As to what your buddy said, Anthony, about when Israel attacks, they kill civilians and innocent yeah. people. What you got to understand is Hamas is putting those innocent people in front of legitimate military targets. That is a war crime, according to the Geneva Conventions. You cannot put innocent bystanders in front of what another, an opposing military would perceive as, for instance, you cannot put a hospital or, or go hide munitions and ammunition underneath the hospital you know what i'm saying you can't put you can't put rockets in people's houses and just store it there until you need it you can't put innocent people knowingly in the way of danger and that's what hamas is is known for doing hamas was just recently given enough money and resources to construct a complete water infrastructure project that would have given the whole Gaza Strip running water. 
what Israel initially had built for them and then gave them the rest to build themselves. And this is recorded and broadcasted by Hamas. They dug up the pipe and they took what they had and they recarved it and turned it into rockets, bombs, and missiles. Hamas is the reason why there's no running water. Did you know that Hamas currently has over at least over a dozen American hostages right now on top of all the Jewish hostages and that the Israeli uh, prime minister, I want to say it was BB, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu said that as soon as Hamas releases the prisoners, they're turning the water and the lights back on. That sounds pretty reasonable to me, but no, the rest of the world is crying, oh, poor Hamas, Israel turned the water and the lights off. They just want their people back. The whole time, they're getting attacked by by Hamas. Hamas Mm -hmm. has not stopped attacking. And now, as of yesterday or the day before, Hezbollah, which is a completely separate terrorist organization is attacking from the north they've taken out several communication towers and shit from the north so now israel is currently defending itself on two fronts and then people wonder why egypt closes their border and says you are not coming here do you understand that the last time palestinians flooded egypt it over oh within 10 years the uh, the current government in egypt was overthrown and replaced by terrorist organization that America had to go clean back out. Yeah, I didn't know that. There's a reason why nobody wants Palestinian people. And I'm not saying it's everybody, brother, because I mean, no disrespect to the, but because Hamas and the other terrorists know how to embed themselves into a populace and then lay low long enough for everybody to think that, okay, these refugees we took in, we're good. Now, all of a sudden, you just let it, you know, the sleeper cell activates. Here you go. Yeah, man. I, There's honestly, atrocities I being, being, being done by both sides here. And I want that to, to be made very clear, in my opinion, that, that nobody has clean hands in this. Nobody oh. has clean hands because at the end of, end of the day, Israel's not our friend. Israel is not the friend of America. Like this, we, the CIA literally tore Israel out of the ground and between the two governments have been running the world ever since. But I do not condone what is on either side to be the killing of just innocents and civilians. And I think that as far as America, we need to stay as far away as we can. But it, you see the exact opposite happening with bombers being sent to the uk with several of our uh biggest carrier fleets being sent into the mediterranean area fellas (laughs) it it might be time i don't know if y'all have ever heard ron white the comedian talk about his his uh warning scale but basically it was you know the low level was grab a helmet the 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 next level was prepare to put on your helmet and then like the highest level of shit has hit the fan was put on your helmet 
Nah, I feel like we're we need to put our helmets on because <laughs> I don't I don't you know I don't know what's going to happen over the next year, but it seems like everything's lining up for potentially catastrophic events to take place. Well, that's definitely what the war pigs want, bro. They want World War III. This is what this whole agenda is about. They're both being funded by the powers that be. Both sides are. And that's what's, at the end of the day, I believe is going on. And uh, and it sucks. A bunch of innocent people on both sides are dying. And uh, it's, just, it's crazy. And I think what it's just I need is going. somebody to point the point out the connection between this whole ordeal and Klaus Schwab. Because then I'll just be completely convinced the world's about to end, at least for me and my way of life anyway, because I'm not going to go to no 15 minute city eating bugs. Fuck no. And it just seems like this could be a perfectly a perfect opportunity to really get the ball in motion for a for the whole one world government, all that good stuff that we know they want. Well, yeah, 100%. They've been talking about this since the freaking 80s. I mean, Ronald Reagan talked about it. George Bush Sr. talked about it. Uh, yeah, that's what they've been gearing up for, man. It's just they've been, they have to play the long game. And I think lately they've been kind of, since 2020, really been like, all right, let's fucking get this ball rolling and been pushing shit a lot, uh, a lot sooner. And that's why it's been a little bit not as clean, I should say. They're, yeah, they're already starting the uh, – you guys have heard of in Saudi Arabia, the line that they're building? Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, a couple months ago, via satellite images, looks like they've already started construction of the line, which is pretty wild. I don't even – I don't even remember how long it is, but it's, like, extremely long, and that goes right back into, like, Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab and the 15-minute cities, and you don't got to go nowhere. We have everything for you so on and so forth but i think it's going to get a lot fucking crazier i think this is just the this this is the uh, tip of the iceberg so to say oh, absolutely i agree man I, I think it's going to get hella crazy coming up but i also think we got to still be keep in mind like not forget about hawaii still you know and all the yep. other things that are going on you know what i mean and I think that's sure. what they're doing. People already forgot about Hunter Biden and fucking the whole Biden family. No one gave a fuck about the coke in the White House. But if this were the Trumps, dude, no one's talking about everywhere. we don't have a Speaker of the House. Exactly. Like, come on. And and here's what's crazy about this: the Republicans have taken a couple of three votes behind closed doors to hash out whether it was going to be. Uh, Steve Scalise, Jim Jordan, or Mike McCarthy. Again, if I have to choose one, I'm I'm personally just throwing in my hat in the ring for Jim Jordan. I like him. I think he's the most conservative of them all. But we got to understand real quick as a as a common folk that the Speaker of the House, regardless of what party he's from, has to maintain the ability to party or parlay rather with both sides, especially when in a, in a, in a, in a situation like the Republicans have, they have a majority true. They have a majority by five seats, meaning that four or five dipshits can vote with the entire democratic party, because for better or for worse, the Democrats move as one. 
and then the 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 majority of the Republicans outside of those five they lose. And so here's what's about to happen is those same people that voted because it was only those four or five Republicans that sided with all the Democrats in the house to remove Kevin McCarthy. Every other Republican in the house voted no, but they were in the, in the minority because they have such a slim majority. And overall what's about to happen is those same four or five Republicans are going to vote no on whoever the Republican party brings outside of Kevin McCarthy or another, I don't know who else to be named yet, but what's going to happen is those four or five Republicans are going to take the the Democrats and they're going to get somebody put in there, but the Democrats are going to demand that all the subpoenas into the Bidens go away. All of the Hunter Biden investigations stop that the Democrats gain control over oversight committees and other committees. It's game over for everything that the Republicans barely got to be able to do this last congressional cycle. But by all means, let's focus all of our attention and horrific as it is, let's focus all of our attention on Israel. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We got major problems here at home. Peace be with them. God be with them. I hope it all gets worked out soon, but we got some problems that we can't ignore. Fellows, we are like within 30 days of the government shutting down. And I'm cool with the government shutting down first off because the the big lie is that nobody's going to get paid if the government gets shut down. But what we're not supposed to know as dumbass sheep is that they already have in legislation put into play the government shuts down, but Congress 95% of your elected officials are still going to get their paycheck. The military is still going to get their paycheck. Social security is still going to get go keep going, which it's barely going, but like that's not the shutdown doesn't stop what people think it stops. Like the government still will be alive. If the government shuts down, it's just, they can't let us know that because we'll let that shutdown go on indefinitely. If we all figure out, we don't need them. Then it's game over. Yep. Well, yeah, I think that's a big thing too is, and that's why I'm like pro government shutting down too, is because exactly that everyone hopefully will then realize like we're doing just fine. We don't need these fucking scumbags. And on like a side note, what do y'all think about? I know this was a, a couple of months ago where uh, I think what more than like 50 senators accepted the satellite phones for emergency communications. Yeah, I remember that was real hot. Yeah. Back when the China balloon thing happened. Yep. <laughs> but still, once you got a satellite phone, you got a satellite phone. And even though I think a lot of us were anticipating something crazy to happen right after the fact. But maybe, uh, you know, they put it out there that, again, it's one of those things I feel like I, it kind of got forgotten and maybe there is something more to come and they just didn't want to, like, if they were to hand out the satellite phones right now with everything going on in Israel and Palestine and what have you, I think people would would be kind of freaking out a little bit more about it as opposed to, ooh, we're going to give these guys satellite phones because there was a mysterious balloon in the air. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just try to connect all these dots and whatnot. But you're, but you guys are 100 percent right, dude. This is um, 
we cannot forget about all the other shit going on here in the United States that needs more eyes, more attention, more investigation. Everything just gets lost in the sauce. What happened with Obama's ship? Oh, yeah. We all forgot about that, didn't we? He was found naked. Like, I, I, I mean, maybe he was paddleboarding naked. But like, that's just real weird, man. Yeah. Yep. And he was an avid swimmer. Exactly. When you're you're posting it on your Instagram, you know you're into swimming. Yep. Like, yes. Doing all the different strokes, yeah. backstroke, side stroke, whatever that, whatever that is. Exactly, dude. It, it it's weird. Maybe I at first I thought I'm like, well, maybe he just had the vaccine. You know what I mean? He, he fucking he had cardiac arrest out there, passed out, and that's what happened. But then when they said they found his body naked, I'm like, all right, now I don't fucking know. He probably just saw freaking Michelle's dick. Yeah. And that was it. Well, if you're found naked swimming, it was what at Martha's Vineyard, right? Yeah. Yeah. To me, that that screams foul play mm-hmm. of some sort. Almost as if he was fucking planted out there, like killed someone. They Obviously, they killed him somewhere else. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. And then, you know, fucking drug his ass out there with the paddleboard and left him out there until someone found him. That makes sense. Wouldn't put it past anybody. It's definitely within the realm of possibility. Well, especially when talking about, you know, the Obamas, the Clintons, the Bushes, any of those fucking scumbags. They're the biggest turds, dude. Who all have (laughs) political ties back to Israel. Or at least situations involving Israel. We I mean, gotta think Obama gave a plane full of cash to uh, Iraq. Once it was it, no, it was I think it was Iran, but f- flew a plane full of cash over there. Like then Biden just gives them six billion dollars. But like- now we're funneling aid straight to Israel. Because America always plays both sides of the war, even back to World War II when you had American auto manufacturers producing vehicles for both sides of the of the mm-hmm. war. It's just crazy that nobody questions we can give six billion dollars, but we can't give money to Hawaii. That would have fixed Hawaii. I think they said $5 billion would have brought Hawaii back. No, because they don't want the people to keep their land. Well, that's exactly it, bro. They need need to take it over for maybe their resort, or maybe they're doing a smart city in Hawaii, whatever they plan. Yeah, it's a smart city. It's just, it's reported. The governor or the mayor, one or two over there, has already been out in the open long ago saying that, 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 that there was basically Lahaina was the the, the last straw in the way of this happening. Jeez. Freaking dirtbags. I just seen something really fucking weird, too. That there's an island right next to Lahaina that this dude owns. He's like the the second rich, the second or fifth richest man in the world. Let me see if I can uh, find it. I always screenshot shit when I see it. What the fuck's this dude's name? 
but it was really odd. And then, so also yesterday, I'm going to send you guys this particular podcast, and I, I implore you guys to listen to it. Um, the podcast is called Journey to Truth, and it's the, it's, uh, let me, it's episode, I think, 271, and it's fucking wild. Pretty much what this girl was saying, and I'm going to butcher this, was that, the whole thing in Lahaina, that was all, it wasn't even a 15 minute city thing is what, from what she's saying. She's saying that it was that they're trying to get troops all around the United States, like all around everywhere. And that's, they're, they're doing these, these weird events. So supposedly there's going to be something on the East coast that's going to pop off that way. It doesn't, draw attention to why all these troops are running in right so if like there's the fires in Lahaina all these you know forces come through it's not going to be it, it's they're us the people we're going to see it as oh they're running in because they're trying to help or whatever but apparently they're trying to completely secure the United States and there's a lot more that goes into it but I highly recommend checking it out it is fucking crazy Fucking! It was one of the most mind-blowing episodes I've ever listened to ever, and a lot of it is because I I don't understand it all. So I would like you guys to check it out and and get back to me and what your opinions are because it's wild shit, dude. It is like extremely wild, and essentially she's pretty much coming on saying all this stuff and telling telling the audience what to do if she ever goes missing. Just super crazy shit. I wish I knew more about it before I just spoke on it, but you know, I, I highly recommend fucking checking that out because it put a completely different perspective in my eyes. I'm not saying I buy it, but it's definitely another point of view to what's all going on in the world. It was pretty crazy. Anyhow, any hoodles? I'll ship that over to you guys here so you guys have it. Yeah, yeah, shoot it my way, bro. I'll check that out. For sure, for sure. For sure, for sure. Well, I'm gonna take you guys. Uh, I don't a little bit differently. Something that I've been really into lately is I've been getting more and more into the Bible. And one thought I've had recently, because I also I listen to it on audio, but then I also have you know obviously my physical copy. So I've been reading out of that as well. And the biggest story is when Cain and Abel kills Abel, and they banish Cain and like get the fuck out of here, dude. You gotta leave. And he goes and starts another village and has a family and has kids out there and they have formed the Canaanites. I was like, who the fuck did he meet out there? Like if Adam and Eve and they started everything and they created it and it, those were their kids, who the fuck did he meet? Like, that's my big question. Like, was it the Nephilim maybe? Or uh, what well, the hell was going on with that? Before Adam had Eve, you hear the story of Lilith, who was well, I heard that a, that was a fallen yeah. angel, and that she was Adam's first wife, which would explain a different line of people being available for Cain to meet. Yes, see, that's what I originally thought, but then I listened to a couple other uh, sermons and people talking about it, and I. I'm like fuck, I, I'll send you guys the link because I don't know. I can't even really remember it fully to give a good, uh, good explanation of it. But 
he kind of broke down Lilith and how that was like almost so, something like a, like it was like a rabbi myth almost or, or something along those lines. And it had something to do with the Jewish people uh, uh, in the Jewish religion, something, something along those lines, but uh, I'll send you guys the links to it. Cool. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I wish I could speak more on it. I'm, I'm just, and I got, it's been so long. It's only been like a couple of years since I got my first Bible and it's been a while since I've actually picked it up and read it. Um, but I know there's a lot of mysticism. Yes. Regarding the Bible and. And a lot of incest. Yeah. Yeah. And that too, that too is a little weird. Um, a lot of the rituals. Book of Jasher. Yeah. Well, so, the, so speaking of that, so the book of Jasher there was some, what do you, what do you call it? There was, I guess, some scripture in there. And it was talking about this, like, Pharaoh from Egypt. And once a year, or twice a year, or three times a year, or something like that, they would bring a hundred children to this Pharaoh to, for blood. So the Pharaoh would drink the blood of the children. And I don't know if it, it, if it was regarding him, like the Pharaoh was sick and in order for him to, what uh, else do we know about the blood of children? Exactly. Adrenochrome. Yeah. So that when I seen that, I was like, get the fuck out of here, dude. This is like, this is like ritualistic shit that they have been doing since it, this is not a, this is not new. It's a dream well, from pushes. We not know new. that that eventually the the lineage that came out of Cain after he was banished were worshippers of Baal. They sacrificed yes. children to Baal. That's why God had to flood the world because the demons were in control. Okay, here's my next question. You seem to know quite a bit. <clears throat> Is the Nephilim still around right now? And are they like like uh inhabiting human bot like would we be able to tell somehow yes and no um i think so that's kind of a multi-part question yeah the first question are nephilim still around yes uh next part of the question would we be able to recognize them i can i can give you an argument for and against um I can give you the argument that you would recognize them is because we're told in scripture that we're, we're given a very simple litmus test to determine who we're ultimately dealing with. Are we dealing with an entity of righteousness or are we dealing with an entity of deceit? And that litmus test is to get, is to test the spirit. If that spirit has no problem, no quarrel with professing that there is one true God and that Jesus was the son of that, the living son of that one true God and that he rose from the grave and ascended into heaven, then you can, you can be confident at least that you're talking to a clean divine or whatever, not talking. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't get down with talking to spirits, but mm -hmm. <laughs> even when you're dealing with people, you know, you get to, you get to sift out a lot of weeds right there. So I think that there's a level of discernment that, that seekers, cause I never think we're ever going to know the whole truth, but I think we accumulate the truth 
through our years and the ones that truly seek it, I think that there's a level of discernment that comes with accumulating the truth that gives you a power of the eye that is in a, a physical sight, you know? Um, also, I think that at this point of civil, you know, existence, the Nephilim probably don't look like the Nephilim did in the time of Cain or in the time where giants roamed the earth. I think that they've probably adapted through the years to remain in plain sight, hidden in plain sight. Um, whether you want to call them lizard people or whatever, I think I think that's probably more what these people that we would consider to be lizard people were probably just from the lineage of Nephilim. So you think uh, also people just in regular society, like say people we went to school with or something like that, do you think they're hidden in society like that as well or mostly just like higher ups or if that makes sense and like in as far as being celebrities and politicians and things and that of that nature? Well, if you listen to the ex-satanic high wizard uh zachary king he'll tell you that you don't get into the big leagues as far as entertainment music movies without being placed there by a uh higher power or yeah i mean whether it's it's going to be one secret society or another that's going to put you on up on a pedestal right None of them being good. Um, as far as it being everyday people, I don't think so. Because I, I, I think if I went and joined the Mason Lodge, I don't think I would find Satan worship. In as much as these people believe that they're worshiping Satan. I think that the, the rituals and the creeds and the oaths and the mottos is still the same satanic ritualism that is going on in the higher up circle. I just think there's a, a level of ignorance to your everyday Mason that joined genuinely to have a community with fellow tradesmen and want to do good for a community. Yeah, I would agree. That makes but sense. But I man. would not put it past you, put it past people to assimilate to a daily life and be agents of destruction in that in that podcast that i was just telling you guys about um she also mentioned something kind of weird that because you asked like do you think you can identify the nephilim and she she claims that she knows somebody that i guess there's a you have an extra bone and it, it was like, it was like either on your shoulder blade, but there was like an extra bone, bone growth that would like grow kind of out. And it's not something that I don't think you could actually, unless someone was like walking around with their shirt off, mm -hmm. you would almost have to like feel, like put your hand on their shoulder and feel. But she was mentioning something kind of weird like that. And that's, 
But yeah, then, but it, and then you know, like Heidi Love likes to joke around. Shout out Heidi. Uh, that if you have green eyes, you're you have Nephilim blood. I mean, well, if that's the case, well then I'll see y'all in hell, I guess, because I got some <laughs> green eyes and and I'm left handed. So I was I was for serious a demon back in the day. Well, they have too. I mean, I've heard like wild claims too about people with red hair. Well, we knew that. <laughs> and what about blood types? See, now that's the one that I find the most interesting because growing up, you learn about there being, you know, the A positive, negative, B positive, negative, AB positive or negative. Then you've got O positive or negative. But then it seems like sometime over the last decade, this RH blood type has come to public view and it's a very rare blood type and a lot of it i remember when i first heard about it that folks were trying to attribute it to like uh alien abductions and then as the time grew on it kind of the conversation around this blood type com- merged more towards a uh nephilim discussion and so it's definitely something to be interested about yeah some oh go ahead sorry no you uh someone just a little little thing on reddit this person says i'm rh negative i grew up in an underdeveloped coal mining town with adhd i don't know what the fuck that has to do with rh negative but (laughs) i'm a ball of energy i connect well with animals and nature I'm not going to lie. It's incredibly hard to have an intellectual conversation with me. I just zone out. I consider myself average looking. I'm going to be generous with my self-esteem, seven out of 10. But I just find it like being able to connect. Like she doesn't really elaborate on like connecting well with nature, but almost seems like possibly like a, like a telepathic kind mm-hmm. of, you know, where like animals just. Little Elijah Thornberry. Yeah, yep. Fucking yep, yep. Uh, Snow White looking ass. Yeah. Well, dude, I've never even heard of this RH blood type, bro. Check it this out. This is man. crazy. Pretty dude. crazy. Dude, and I was an EMT. This is wild. It's it's pretty it's pretty rare, yeah. you know. That's weird that they didn't even tell you about. Like that wasn't dude. even because as an EMT out of anybody on the planet Earth, the an EMT should be taught this. Dude, I'm going to look at my books, dude, but I, I would remember that. But no, dude, I've never even heard of this. So I'm going to do That's some crazy. research and I'm going to look at my books. You know, I've got a I've got a first cousin and a cousin through marriage. They're both EMTs. The next time I see them, probably be Thanksgiving. I'm going to ask them if they were taught anything about the RH blood type. Yeah, man. That's weird. That's a, that's a trip, man. That really... <clears throat> That's really weirded me out, dude. <laughs> I have to look that. I really want to look into that right now. So I want to see. Oh, you're good. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do something while you talk. No, no, you're fine. I was just. I, I was trying to figure out how I can. How I can tie this. This conversation because we've. We've been around the block. You know what I'm saying. We've talked. Oh yeah. We 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 started in Israel and then we kind of went to America. We've done been all over the place. We've done been to Hawaii. Uh. We're, we're, we're talking about a lot of 
you know, then we went to the celestial realm. Now we're talking about God and Nephilim and how does this tie back to Israel? I'm just trying to put a, put a nice little circle on it. And I think, you know, you hear a lot of people talking about it starting to sound real biblical yes, in the news. And while I agree, you know, it's getting hairy and a lot of, a lot of buzzwords are getting tossed around. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think I just, just, cause I don't personally believe in the teaching of the book of revelation that deals with like a millennial reign and all this, that and third, I don't, I don't believe that the book of revelation talks about today. Um, I don't think we have anything to worry about as far as even through our children or grandchildren's lifetime. You know, I don't know, because I'm not going to sit here and say what, what, what the good Lord's got in mind and what he don't, but I don't think there's like in time apocalypse. Now, I think if anything, we've just got to worry about, human devastation not not divine i would agree and i i think it's just all we should all start you know at a local level building up locally growing locally you know as communities getting closer together and that's how we ultimately get our freedoms back we'll start from the bottom and work our way back up top but i think the biggest way to make a change is in your local community i like that i've been saying that for a long time and I, I think the like like you guys were saying at the very beginning, the more and more we can get away from the government, I think the better we'll be as a society. And you know what? If the world is ending, the world's ending. Shit, there's nothing we can do about it. But we might as well work positively and try to have a positive attitude and grow better. I don't mean to sound like Mister Positive, but but fucking do that because it, fucking, yeah, it yeah. makes a big difference. Well, I mean, if you if you know where you stand with God, then the end of this physical life is nothing to worry about. Exactly. Oh, I'm not worried about standing in front of my maker. Now that's not me being chest puffed out. Oh, I'm going to go to heaven because I'm probably not fellas. I've done a lot of wrong in my life and I'm just banking on the fact that I, I was, I was taught and I believe in a very loving and forgiving God and that, each day I try to live in a way that would make up for all of the days that I didn't live in a, in a, you know, decent manner. And it says in scripture that love covers a multitude of sin. And so I'm hoping that the living that I'm doing now covers what I did back when I was a child, but I'm not worried about it, man. I can look at him and be like, look, I know I messed up, but I figured it out. I got it together. I tried and that's all I can do. And Chips are going to fall where they may, man. Like, I don't, I'm kind of excited. I'm not now, before anybody tries to go throw me into some padded room, I'm not trying to check out early because the Lord knows I, I don't, I don't want to check out early. But like, I'm really curious as to what's going to happen when, when, the, when the old channel switches, you know, I, I, I'm ready to see what else, because I'm told that there's a, there, there's some grandeur in store and I, I'm about that. Like oh, I got yeah. some questions and, and I'm told that I'm going to have the ability to know the answers. So I'm trying to figure some stuff out, you know, 
And if reincarnation turns out to be real and I get to come back again, well, then I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But I don't know why would anybody would choose to come back. <laughs> like This is not well, a cool. Can I take you down a little rabbit hole real quick about real quick with reincarnation? Go ahead. Have you guys ever read or looked into the Tibetan Book of the Dead at all? No, not really. No. Interesting. Okay, so either had I and I, I honestly I had heard about it and I was, I thought it was like the Tibetan Book of the Dead. I thought maybe it brought you know brought the dead back to life or something, something something weird like black magic type of stuff. But somehow one of my buddies was like, you need to look into it. So I so I did. I listened to an audio book and then I listened to this guy give a lecture on it. So basically what it is, it was written by Tibetan monks and it's a guide to the afterlife. And dude, it explains like the whole life cycle is like, it's, I think it's called like Psalm sorrows or something like that. And when you go, when, like, when you go, basically when you pass away, you'll see like the white light and then you're, you see your family and all these things. And some people end up seeing like, if you ever hear stories of somebody that died and came back to life, one of those type of stories, and they'll explain like, Oh, I saw my grandmother or some people say they saw demons, stuff like that. Well, they talk about that in the Tibetan book of the dead. And it kind of explains what you're supposed to do and how to essentially go on to the next realm or heaven or whatever. And if you don't, then you're going to get recycled back to earth or reincarnated. And that's why I believe like in the movies and things like that, you always hear, go to the light, go to the light. We know we live in an upside down world. So now I believe that they want you to go to the light. So you get recycled back here so they can keep using you for energy or as a slave or whatever their ultimate plan is for this uh, realm, which I think is the lowest level of heaven and the highest level of hell, which is why there's good and evil here. And uh, yeah, man, I I mean, I used to um, back in my apartment complexes, there was this guy and he was in his thirties. He got hit by his uh, dad, by his dad ran him over and he, he, Basically, he was telling me he was in the hospital. He died on the hospital bed and he came back to life. But he told me almost verbatim things that I read in the Tibetan Book of the Dead. And at the also at the time, I was working as an educational assistant at this school. And it was basically kids got kicked out of public school because they were like either into drugs, gangs, fighting, stuff like that. And this kid, he was in eighth grade and he had overdosed. And same thing, he had died and came back to life, told me almost verbatim, like the similar stories that, that my neighbor had told me. And I was like, holy shit. And this was right when I was reading the Tibetan Book of the Dead. So uh, I was kind of like, maybe there is something to all this. And that's what really got me looking into it. But also, I wanted to ask you, do you think that we shouldn't be looking into like stuff like the Tibetan Book of the Dead? Like, you know how God wants us to only have... <laughs> You know, we shouldn't seek other knowledge, kind of, in a way. I know I'm kind of butchering that, but so is that kind of going against him if we're searching more knowledge? Well, there's definitely scripture that says that we are not too full with soothsayers or seers or fortune tellers or anything like that. And the reason for that, in my opinion, It's because there's nothing outside of this physical realm that can help us. We're told in the book of Revelation that Lucifer comes as a minister of righteousness and that his angels that fell with him come as angels of light. 
when we go looking for knowledge that we're not meant to obtain yet, because it's not like we're not going to get this knowledge. We're basically in the same situation that Adam and Eve were before Eve took the apple or whatever, the, the fruit of knowledge. We were told that there is knowledge and it's right there, but you can't touch it. For them, it was this tree. For us, it's DMT trips with Elohim. It's tarot reading and Ouija boards and uh, 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 astral projection and things of these natures, chakras and 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 um. Oh, what's the damn snake that runs up your spine? Um. Oh, kundalini the kundalini exactly these are these are our forbidden fruit of knowledge because we can obtain the knowledge mm-hmm. but if we do then we then yeah i mean to answer your question bluntly it does go against god's will because we're told that we're not the knowledge that's there isn't meant for us while we're here There's a reason why God does not allow us to see a physical expression of his face. It's because we would look at it and it would just, it'd be like literally us falling towards the sun. It would just eviscerate us. There's a reason why we can't, we are not allowed to hear a true audible expression of God's voice. And that's because it would literally rip the earth apart. He does things to protect us. He told us not to eat swine, not because God don't want us eating pepperoni, sausage, and bacon. It's because pork is one of the nastiest meats on earth. Leave a pack of pork chops on your counter for 30 minutes, pour Coke on it, and watch the worms pop out. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's not because God wants to punish us. It's because he wants to protect us. So when he tells us not to go searching for this knowledge that we as humans can obtain, it's because he knows better than us that everything beyond that veil is not friendly to us no matter how it appears. Everybody wants to talk about the Elohim being so nice and so cordial and conversational. And, oh, they had the fairies and the sprites mm-hmm. and the and the good times and the... Oh, the trips around the world we flew with the with the astral body and cool, bro. Cool. The whole time they're pulling you further away from God. Not only have you gone gone against his wishes, now you're finding favor with entities that are in direct opposition of God, whose sole purpose is to ultimately cost you your soul in the battle of good and evil. That's the only thing that we're ultimately going to find seeking knowledge is, is death and the eternal death, not a, not a simple physical death. The reason that we have to wait for this knowledge is because we can't comprehend infinity as a human. We cannot comprehend, truly comprehend God's omniscience, his presence, his omnipresence. 
we have limitations, my friend, because we're human. This meat suit can only do so much. That's why your eyes perceive a horizon because you have a limit as to how far you can see with your natural eyes. There is a limit to how much we can process before we just go batshit and crazy and melt our brain into soup. If we were to fully obtain the knowledge that is reserved for us when we pass on, it would kill us. What good does it do for God to give us direct access to something that's going to kill us? He's trying to protect us, my friend. He's not trying to punish us. Mm-hmm. He's not telling us that we're never going to know. He tells us is that, that all of this is reserved for the by and by those who have passed on because now they are no longer contained to a physical meat suit that has limitations of understanding and limitations of senses of perception. Cause now you're truly part. Cause see, I do believe that the spirit that is inside me, whether you want to call it source whether you want to call it a soul, spirit, energy, whatever, it's going to return to where it originated from when you die. And and when that happens, you don't play by the same set of rules anymore, my friend. I can't tell you what's going to happen then except for what he told us, he being God, told us was going to happen, which is we're going to be not only in his presence, seeing him in his true form, but we will bask in, in perpetual delight. We will know everything that we do not know now, and we will never know sorrow. Wow. That's my biggest question is to, if that's where our goal is to make it, you know, and then I've never heard it pitched the way you did with the whole reincarnation thing. I didn't, uh, if that the Tibetan Book of the Dead shit holds credit and there really is a step of things that you got to do in order to make it through the mud water, that's that's cool. I'm cool to accepting that. I've never heard that. But then again, yeah. I've never heard a lot. But if our goal is to make it to this place of perpetual joy and bliss, I don't see why anyone would ever choose to not go there because it seems like man has spent generations striving for this knowledge that's just beyond their grasp when all we have to do is surrender to the will of God and then we'll obtain everything but that's well, just my that's just my my beliefs on it you know don't take my word for yeah. it like like reading rainbow you know what i'm saying go <laughs> don't take my word for it go look it up yourself well i no, i dude. encourage you to 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 study more on the matter you know because i'm i'm not saying that what i just told you is is the truth it's what i believe to be the truth but i could be wrong because i'm just a man bro yeah i'm doing the best to (laughs) to 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 put color within the the lines of the of the of the book that i've been given because there's there's knowledge that we can obtain Mm mm-hmm but it's not the knowledge that the darkness is willing to present to us. You know what I'm saying? It's a different, it's a different book that we're when, when you're in the scripture and you're truly trying to live a certain way, he told, he tells you, God tells you, all you got to do is open your heart and ask me and I'll give it to you as far as knowledge and truth, but it's not going to be the knowledge and truth that, 
you can gain by Ouija boards and soothsayers and seers and tarot cards and you know what I'm getting? You know, you know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Yes. So I would just encourage you to stay in the scripture. And when you have questions, it's okay to ask somebody else what they think. Yeah. But before you even get ready to ask another man what he thinks about it, you need to pray. Pray to God and ask him what you should think. That's what I do. Okay. Before you open that Bible, you sit there and you pray that God will give you something that he wants you to have. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Well, I do that put, every morning. Put the ball in his hands and he will give you something. And yes. then when you read it, you reread it and you reread it and you and you dwell on it and you pray pray for the understanding that he wants you to have. And then I'm led to believe that after you do that, over time, if the thought, if, if the, okay, so I read this, now I think this about it. If that doesn't change after you pray for him to change your, your way of thinking, because he will, if you're wrong, he will give you his thoughts on it. He will change. He will let you know one way or another that you're not right. And you will, you will explore other options and you'll eventually get there. But when you don't end up changing your way, I'm led to believe that that's what God allows you to believe. That's why I'm okay with saying what I say to, to people about this matter, because I've prayed on it. I've gone through scripture and I've done my best to try to, build a solid ground on what I stand on. And that's, that's all I can offer anybody else is to do the same, my friend, and, and wish you the best of luck on your journey because it's never going to stop. And you're going to, the closer you get to actually being where you need to be, the further under attack, you're going to find yourself. So don't become discouraged when you start having shittier and shittier days more frequent the closer and harder you try to find God because what you're doing when you're searching scripture and praying to God is you are arming up in the war. The word of God is a sword and a shield. And there is a whole set of armor that's within that scripture that God gives to us to use in the battle for our soul. And so as you're gearing up, the more, ironclad your defense is the more you're going to be able to withstand therefore the more he's going to allow you to be attacked because you also have to understand that it's not necessarily him allowing things to happen to you god chastises those he loves that's direct quote quote from scripture meaning because god loves you he's going to put challenges and trials in your way so that you can go through them and come out stronger. He wants to temper you like a sword. And so just don't become discouraged, man, because the more you know, the worse you're going to feel about it. I wish that I was so ignorant to all of this stuff that I could just flip a switch and not know what I know, because it's so much easier not knowing, <laughs> I'm telling you. But <clears throat> unfortunately, after you've been around on the planet long enough. You have no choice. Ignorance isn't always an excuse. And once you start, yeah. you really can't stop. Like, 
like some Pringles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's go. Well said, wow. Hank. Holy shit. I, 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 I didn't even mean to do all that. See, like, I, ha- <laughs> I don't even want to attribute that to me. Like, if you ask me, that, that, that came from somewhere else. That wasn't me, bro. Like, I, I, I'm grateful to have an understanding that I do because I understand that it's special. But I don't put, I don't think that I know any more or any, you know, anything special over anybody else, my friend. I know what I know because I've, I've prayed and I've read and I've, and I've, begged for understanding well i know that you're preaching the right thing because you know i've i've always been religious my whole life i went to catholic school growing up but um i've lately gotten more and more into the bible and because i kind of got pushed away from like religions i was i still believed in god and jesus but i didn't want to attach myself to any religion i started going to this church down this, this lutheran church down the road from my house lately and um my big thing I've been thinking about lately is, you know, what I just asked, you know, sh- should I not be looking at the Tibetan Book of the Dead and things like that? And I'm glad you're saying all these things because I was talking to my other buddy about it. And he goes, you know, when in doubt, just stick to the Bible. When you need questions, go to the Bible, you know, and that's exactly what you're saying. So I know, OK, Roger, that. There, I'm on the right there's path. There's nothing wrong with reading any any book. There's nothing wrong with reading the Book of the Dead. There's nothing wrong with reading the Quran or the Book of Mormon or any other spiritual religious text. It's what you do with the knowledge that's inside of it. If you have questions about what's in that book, pray about it. Let God tell you whether it's right or wrong for you to believe it. Don't let me because I can't. I don't know. I know. And I'm willing to tell you that I don't, I'm not going to sit here and give you some half-assed concocted answer that might cost you your soul. Because if you die believing something that I told you, and it turns out that we're, we're wrong, that I was wrong and you believed me, then, then brother, you're cool. You're going to get that pass, but I'm on the hook for my soul and your soul. So you got to be careful when you when you start. Yeah, man. Like there, there's a lot of serious implications to publicly talking about this, especially when people are are eager to learn. Because souls are on the line. Now, I don't think that anything I told you has been false. It's kind of, you know, that's why I said it. But at the end of the day, I'm open to the fact that I could be wrong in every single word that I've said. And so the remedy for that is to never stop praying for understanding and wisdom and guidance. Just put the ball in his court, man. And that's what he told us to do is give it to him. Give it to him and he will take care of us. We have to trust that he meant it. Like he, you know what I'm saying? Like we, mm-hmm. we have to trust God a lot more than we trust ourselves and it's hard to do, but once you do, man, then you're gravy. You know, if they want to start dropping nuclear bombs, man, I'm cool. I'm ready to go have this chat because I'm never going to not answer a question when it's asked. If I have an answer, if, even if my answer is, I don't know, I'm still going to let you know, but if I, I'm, I'm not going to sit there closed mouth like when god calls upon me and he's gonna be like hey let's have this talk all right god 
It's not like I'm going to be cowering behind, you know, even though it, we do say we're, it does tell us that we're going to fall to our knees, even though I don't think we'll have knees when we're in front of him. But like, I'm not going to shy away from what I've done. I've always said, if I'm going to go to hell, then I'm going to go to hell. Honestly, I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not proud of anything I've done. I've learned, but I'm hell. I'm thankful. And I'm glad that I have lived the life that I have lived simply because today I know how wrong I was then. Like I'm able to look at where I'm at today and I just don't even recognize the human being that I was 15 years ago. Like I couldn't even imagine trying to live that life again. Like it feels like so long ago. Like I don't like none of the, none of the actions that I'm, that I was involved in even make logical sense to me anymore. <laughs> but these are things that I would, ne- I would never do now. And so you just gotta, you just gotta, you just gotta have faith, man. Like it, it comes down to, you've got to trust in him trusting yourself to trust in him and then put it to, to daily life, man. Like try to make improvements. If, I always say, if you can live tomorrow, live tomorrow better than you live today. If you could just do better tomorrow than you did today, then eventually you're going to reach a point where you're doing pretty damn good and just never stop that. Just never stop because I guarantee you evil never stops. They're never going to stop trying to damn your soul. And if you stop and you let your defenses down, it doesn't matter if you're on your deathbed, then the game, you know what I'm saying? Then you better hope God's a really gracious and loving God. Like we have a job to do, you know, if we want to, if we want to be able to make it to heaven and obtain the truth and, and all the knowledge that we're, we're told waits for us, then we've got to, we've got to uphold our end of the bargain, but I'm, I'm done. Like I, I'm done. <laughs> We'll pass the offer and pray to Lamb in a little bit, y'all. <laughs> well, that was I'm beautiful. Sorry, yeah, dude. No, I hope you um hope you're able to take something away from all that word vomit. No, that was good, man. <laughs> that was great. Good shit, Hank. Yeah, that was doing the Lord's work, dog. Yep, right there. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's one of the most knowledgeable people oh, that don't I do, know. No, don't do I'm that serious. You don't do that to me. because i'm serious man like what i think i know is nothing compared to what there actually is to know like i know very like i can't i can't chapter book chapter verse you like other people are able to but i don't think that's what it what it's all about man i don't think i because there there's evil people that can book chapter verse you to death Oh, yeah. I'm more I'm more concerned with what what's actually in there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What are the lessons that we can take away from yes. it? And, and I know I know I'm, I mean I was raised. I went to church all my life up until I was 23. And then ever since I t- so that was 10 years ago and then I I t- I started this journey where like you Anthony I was no longer interested with being connected to any brand name i just knew that it didn't matter where i go to church i'm not going to get the whole truth Mm -hmm. and i don't feel like it's worth my time to go worship at a place that's not going to give me 100 percent facts 
And so that led me to where I'm in today, where I've, where I've realized that it doesn't matter about a congregation. It doesn't matter about tithes and mm -hmm. confessions and all this. It, it, it matters about how you, how do you, what's your relationship with God? And then what's your relationship with yourself? It doesn't take a congregation to save your soul. It just takes you mm -hmm. and, a, and a level of understanding that you can only get by asking and, and, and doing the, the footwork of being in the scripture. There is no better defense against evil than actually being in the scripture. Because if you know what the word says, then nobody can lie to you about it. But very true. <laughs> oh Lord. Fellas. It's been real. That was a banger. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even know we were gonna get to this point. Like, woo we <laughs> that was awesome. I wish my kids were old enough to have listened in on that. <laughs> I feel like that that was some knowledge they needed to have, but I don't know, man. Best we can do is the best we can do. Exactly. Well, that was dope, dude. I had a blast. Yeah, Anthony, it's been it's been a yeah, dude, that absolute was awesome. pleasure getting to getting to talk to you finally. I know we've been, you know, playing playing phone tag for a couple of weeks, but trust me, I completely understand a crazy schedule and all that good oh, stuff. Yeah, man, it's been gnarly. I forget. I got class on Wednesday nights. I've been, I worked all five tens. So it's, it's been gnarly. Plus it's like a 50 minute commute for me in the morning, but after Ooh, work, it's man. closer to two hours. Oh my Lord. Yeah, man. But uh, it's, it's going to be worth it. So it's cool. Yeah, for sure. Brother. Like I said, congratulations on finally getting accepted that. into the union, man. Um, Really? I, I know, know that you're happy about all of that. And so I, I wish you nothing with the best with your work endeavors and your spiritual endeavors. I appreciate that, man. I'm glad we all got to get, uh, connect together. This was fucking rad, man. This yeah, man. Cool. This won't be the last awesome. time that we, that we talk. We'll, we'll be in, in frequent touch. I feel. Well, well the next one, we should, we should do a holistic roots next time for sure. That's Absolutely. what I was going to say, bro. I want to, that's what I was really excited about, dude. I want to talk about that, you know, how to get rid of heavy metals. Cause that's really my jam. Like I love conspiracies and I always will because I'm just about seeking truth. And I think it's everything. And when I like I always say seeking truth in a world full of lies, not just government, not lies, but like how they're poisoning us, you know, by putting just, for example, putting fluoride in our waters. I was just because I was bored the other day. I was looking at my rods because I was welding on top of the roof on top of the VA hospital. And in mm. the rods, it show it says there's fluoride in the rods. So it's like and it's saying that it causes cancer and all these different things. I'll do a post on it and I'll post that picture, but it's just like, okay, if that's fluorides in welding metal rods for welding steel, why is it in our water and toothpaste? Like that, that should be like, oh, we better wake up. Yep. Sure, man. Well, we'll but yeah, dude, that's why uh, I want to talk about stuff like that. But see, I'll go anytime on a crazy you want to come on, man, when you're free, we can, we can always get together and, and get down on the mic. I, I'm always I'm down. down for that. Yeah, hit hit either hit either uh, Hank up or myself up, and then yeah, we'll we'll bang it out. That'd be awesome. Right. We we'll do we did a little heavy metal episode, but I think we should do a part two. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We could do yeah, yeah. we could do anything, brother. I'm with I'm down for just about anything health related. So 
Well, let's go, man. Anthony, do why it. don't you uh let let the listeners know where they can find you if they want to reach out to you? Yeah, man, you guys can find me. I'm just on Instagram, honestly, at Smoking Conspiracies. Just check me out. I post here and there, not you know, especially lately because I've been mad busy, but I try to just post whatever I think is the truth and what I think is gonna benefit society and what I uh Ultimately, I'm just trying to expose all the lies at the end of the day and trying to live the best life that I could possibly be. And I just share things that have helped me out in life. And if they can help other people, then rather that if not, yo, it's your life, do whatever the fuck you want to do. I'm you're the ruler of your own day. So you can either, you know, choose what you want to do. You could be happy or you could be sad. I always tell people like it's the same people that, you know, they're like, oh, I always trip or I always fall. I'm like, well, bitch, you're always going to be clumsy and you're always going to trip because that's what you tell yourself every day. Words are spells. So as long as you can speak out some truth, but you also got to take action too, because dreams are great and dreams will get you to the door. But if you don't fucking take radical action and step through it, then you're fucking going nowhere. Let's go. Just sleeping. But that's all I got right now. But uh, yeah, man, we'll definitely get together again. Absolutely. Brother, where are you at? Oh, I'm at, I'm in California. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. cool. And like, I'm in Temecula. So kind of like the Valley, I guess we live. Yeah. We live like, I don't know, 45 minutes away from each other. Oh, that's cool. Yep. That's cool. Um, as far as, uh, yeah, Sunday night, go check it out. It's there. It's in the places. <laughs> um, Spotify. <laughs> Apple Apple Podcast. I got um I got some work to do after this. I have a few um I have like four or five episodes I gotta I gotta drop out. So being that there a lot of a lot of the recent topics have been on uh Israel and Palestine, but it was kind of cool because I did one right when it happened and then I did another one where we kind of briefly talked on it like a you know like three or four days ago, and then this is uh, everything's a little bit more up to date, so I think it'll be a fun um and there's other there's other goodies in there as well. So I think it'll be fun to kind of see the the progression of what all of us like minded people have have found out and how we've grown in the last week as far as everything going on. So, yeah, that's where you can find me. Sweet. I'm sweet. there. And you know that you can always find the 643 Conspiracy Podcast on all your major podcatchers, Instagram, Facebook. Go check out the link tree. All kinds of goodies in there. Fellas, once again. Oh, before we do all that, go check out Holistic Roots Podcast. Uh, Chef and I's newest venture, non-conspiratorial, real-world, everyday solutions to everyday problems. We're just trying to live a little bit better one step at a time, whether it be heavy metal detoxes or growing a garden or whatever else you can do to stick a middle finger up to the government and not ingest poison everywhere you turn around so uh you can find holistic roots on spotify where else is it is it at i think apple and spotify for right now cool and we got a discord server for the holistic roots podcast going so we'll put the the join link in the show notes and uh yeah come check us out we all out here just trying to get down with the get down and make it through this world but fellas once again appreciate y'all coming out this evening it's been an it's been an absolute banger of a show uh i can't i, I can't wait to get this one out there because i feel like between between the bombs that you dropped early on and then i got behind the pulpit a little bit i feel like <laughs> this is gonna be a good one all right yeah, man, that was good. awesome 
it's been real, dude. I had a blast. I hope you guys have a blessed have a blessed uh, rest of your rest of your days, <laughs> and not days. The rest of your day, we will be talking soon. And uh, yeah, man, you guys stay blessed, stay fly, be kind. Hasta la pasta. We'll catch y'all later. All right.